Yo. What is happening? Hey. So, uh, how you doing? I'm tired. Yeah. It's early. <laughs> it's not early. It's totally early. It's, it's 10 a.m. That's early. That's the middle of my day. On a day. weekend day? <laughs> that's the middle of my day. That's early. Yeah. No. I pr- this has been, like, it, this has probably been the hardest one for us to to meet up on. It's Maybe. been. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, so, <laughs> directly related to this, like, uh, there's been, this week I've, as a, as a husband, like, I've pooped the bed a lot. <laughs> like, I'm in the doghouse for... A handful of things and my wife has been i wish she was way more mean about it and bitchy but she hasn't been at all mm-hmm. like uh so she had asked me like two weeks leading up to and she was like very very good about like all right this day kid one has braces off at one o'clock kid two has a play therapy scheduled at one i need you home at noon so you can take a kid, I don't care which one, you choose. Mm-hmm. And then just, you know, two weeks leading up, a week, and then every couple of days, and then every day leading up to that. I'm like, it's good. Stop asking. It's Stop asking. It's good. Well, work shit happened. So I'm calling her at 11. Like, guess what? It's not fucking happening. You're on your own being a mom that needs to be in two places at once. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, and then the same day, she, uh, she referenced... Uh, doing something like her mom bought tickets for a concert or something mm-hmm. Sunday night tonight yeah. as we're recording this. Uh, and I was like, ah, remember that's not going to work. Cause I have this work thing that I never have on a Sunday night. And, uh, she was like, I, we talked about this like eight times over the past few weeks and I'm sure we did. And in my mind, I'm just like, it's a Sunday night, whatever. Stop talking. I never. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I boned her on that. And then like, there was miscommunication or whatever between you and I yesterday and mm-hmm. we had family stuff and then it was like the back and forth thing like I don't know what do you want to do to do to do and I wish so much that she was way more mean so I could be mad about it but instead <laughs> she's just like it's okay I'm just I'm just upset like, and yeah. I'm like oh that hurts so much worse than if you were being a giant bitch everything sucks I accept it <laughs> That hurts so much worse, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when she's just making completely valid points, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So I've just <laughs> felt like an asshole all week. Yeah. So. See, the, I mean, that's how you have to do it, right? Because, yeah, like you said, if she was just screaming at you, you would feel justified in your maybe dismissive, maybe dismissing her as, oh, she's just... She's just having a moment, yes. or she's she's just being a woman. Yep. <laughs> but no, she's like, yeah, I'm disappointed. This sucks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. acting like a human being right now. <laughs> yeah, it really it's frustrating when people when people behave the way they should mm-hmm. and don't allow you to justify your inappropriate actions. Yeah. So good week for you. Uh, yeah. So the reason that, uh, so yeah, I'm always by my phone. Like there's never not a time that I'm not by my phone. I know. (laughs) Uh, and I had an alarm set that's like, Hey, this is the time when you got to go do the podcast. And, uh, I got, uh, recruited to 
help clean up the house because Marianne's mom is coming in a few weeks. And so what we did is we finally took down all our Christmas shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. So that's what I was doing at that exact time. And so like I, we were supposed to meet at like five ish. So I checked my last time I checked my phone was like three and then like seven. And so, yeah. I, I like it went from like, uh, oh, okay, it's a little late to like, all right, this is a little annoying. Like, I feel like he, if he was going to go to a movie, mm-hmm. they got out at six. Just tell me. No big deal. Yeah. And then I got later. I'm like, we're genuinely concerned now. Like, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. all of this would have been solved with calling me. That's true. But that's not a thing you think about. But, but here's the thing. I did think about it, but I also thought, what is the point of calling him? Because he obviously doesn't have his phone. If he's not, or his phone's not on, if he's not responding. Because you always have your phone. Yeah. It was around. Yeah. It just wasn't in my hand. Yeah. So, yeah. No, it's, I, I legitimately, it was like when you responded, <laughs> my wife and I were both like, oh, he's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's annoying how much people care for me. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we made it though. Yay. We made it. We made it. We're here. Um, Want to dive right in? Sure. Quiet place. Mm-hmm. Synopsis. Uh, it's a place where you have to be quiet, or there are consequences. I think it's it's more of a it's more of the world. It's more of a time as opposed to a place. Maybe it should be or called maybe a it's quiet more localized. Time. I don't think it is. Didn't they show maps and stuff? Like they had, like uh, the whole newspaper clipping thing all over. Yeah, it's sound exclamation point. But that doesn't mean it's not, like, there's no Bering Strait. Maybe Asia is fine. Asia and Europe and Africa, mm-hmm. Australia, maybe they're all fine. Maybe. I don't think so. Yeah. In this universe, I don't think so. I don't <laughs> think that's the case at all. Overall thoughts? Uh, this is a fantastic fucking movie. Uh, I think that these two movies uh, represent the biggest disappointment that I've had with any two movies on the podcast so far. Wow. Both of them. Wow. I, yeah. I can't see how you were disappointed in A Quiet Place because I think it's like near perfect. Okay. I, uh, we can get into more. Yeah. But a lot of, I, I will say, it's so, it's so easy to like, even going in, I was like, all right, the hype is built up. Like, I, I think I even yeah. said that. The hype is built up so much. Watch, get rid of that. Get rid of that. But you can't. Sure. Get rid of that. Like, it's it's built in mm-hmm. with that right yeah so um that's what i mean it, i'm not saying either are bad or i dislike either <clears throat> but you you do have such lofty expectations yeah and you know you're so connected into hollywood that you knew obviously i mean blunt emily blunt won the uh, sag award for best actors for this movie mm-hmm. yeah nope <laughs> You're being a really bad host right now. I don't have a beverage in front of me. I thought about that when I got myself one, and mm-hmm. then I was like, he knows where it is. Uh, he can get it. I'm not going to... I'm not special anymore? I... Oh, that's sad. We talked about you opening the door to yourself when you come in. Mm-hmm. You can... No. This is where I'm making my stance. If you okay. want a drink, you can you can get it. Okay. I'm tired of asking root beers or water. <laughs> All right, then. Okay. Do you want me to go get you one? No, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, Quiet Place. 
So we start yeah. off with uh, a family in a derelict uh, grocery store. Yep, grocery store, convenience store, or something. Yep, it's, it's smaller. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're using sign language. Kid really wants a ship. Yeah, uh, like a uh, what is it called? Space shuttle. Space That's ship. it. Space shuttle. Yes. We don't have them anymore, so I couldn't remember the <laughs> words. <laughs> Uh, we, so here's something this, like we see, uh, we learn more about this kid later, but this is something that annoys me in movies is that every kid in a movie like this has that one thing. They just fucking love spaceships and space. Right. And that's something that even as a parent, like you want to create in your mind for the kid, like people decorate, especially their first kid's room. They decorate it like all Noah's Ark. Mm-hmm. all Winnie the Pooh everything is Winnie the Pooh right mm-hmm. and in movies and, and, and even now as a parent you know I feel like okay my kids into this let's whatever it is but kids aren't like that they like a, a smorgasbord of shit and no kids room actually looks like that sure but you can be into a thing at a moment in time right you can like, but that's uh, when I was everything kid, that was in that kids room when I was a kid, like Silverhawks, I was super into Silverhawks, uh, and that was like the thing. And then it was He-Man, and then you know Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and that one stayed a while. Yeah, but, Teenage yeah. Mutant Ninja Turtles was mine. But here's my point: those Silverhawks and He-Man toys were still in your room, and you still had that poster, sure, or you still had that doll. Uh huh. Your parents didn't replace the the your comforter every time you phased into one thing, right? Every time you see a movie like this, that's the only fucking thing in this kid's room. There was no Minecraft action figure in that kid's room. Okay. But also, is this like, is this their original home? I don't think it is. I think that they settled in here after everything went down. That's true. And so they are going to be scavenging. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, he was really young, you know. I'm not even we don't, we talking don't just know. about this movie. I'm just, in general, this annoys sure. me in movies. I'm just trying to explain away the thing and make you look like an asshole. That's all I'm oh, doing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> My point was, like, maybe that uh, they didn't have the benefit of being into a bunch of things. So he had the one thing that he was obsessed with, and that was space. Sure. Okay. So maybe we'll forgive this one. <laughs> Every other one, I still need you to explain. Okay. I'll come with a comprehensive list next time. Okay. <laughs> Just make uh, sure I've seen the thing, and I'll be like, okay, yeah, it's totally this. Yes. Here's my bullshit explanation uh-huh. to try to dismiss it. Yeah. Good. Uh, so the little kid wants one. He's told no by John Krasinski. Uh, too much sound. Because it's too sense. loud. Mm-hmm. Uh, but his sister doesn't listen to it. there. There's a theme even last week with like teenage girls not listening to their parents and fucking shit up and getting their brothers killed. I should have watched. We should have watched this <laughs> and jug face together. Sure. Mm-hmm. Did you ever watch Arrest Development? You did, right? Yeah. So, you know, like the, the guy that was missing the arm that he used to teach his kids a lesson. Mm-hmm. That should be, that's the lesson that I'm going to start doing. <laughs> like you can't do that or you got your brother killed. <laughs> I think. I think their brother has to get killed. I think you just have to sacrifice one of your kids. Is that what so it is? So the other may learn from it. Oh, okay. Is that yeah. what it is? Just set up something elaborate so that he thinks that he did it. 
Mm. Uh, and, you know, behind the scenes, you're murdering your own child. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, then, you know, for the rest of his life, he will carry on that uh, air quote lesson. Hmm. I like where you're going with this. I like both my kids now, so I think we'll have to have another one. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. To uh, To do that. I like where this is going. Yeah. It could solve a lot of problems. Yeah. Good. Just, you know, take in a street urchin. <laughs> Just adopt? Yeah. Not a bad idea. Just get a little meth baby. <laughs> yeah. They're disposable. Yeah. They're already, like, twitching and shit. <laughs> okay. God. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's keep going. Uh, <laughs> so she ends up giving, she ends up getting him not only the toy, but the batteries. Well, the no, batteries. she gives him the toy, and, and he, he takes and the batteries. Them. Yes. And that's the really where the problem comes in, because the toy itself I don't think is particularly loud, although right. it is plastic, so it could be dropped or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and they're walking along the trail without shoes, which I thought was cool. On, like, a trail of sand. On a trail of sand. And uh, it goes off. Little bastard put the batteries in. Mm-hmm. Which, again, I call BS kids would be like put these batteries in spoiled kids but what about kids who've had to survive <laughs> that's true he's trying to survive he knows how to he do get to wear you know, shoes he knows a little bit how to do shit himself yeah, yeah. uh and it doesn't work out too well uh for him no john uh, krasinski runs after him but he's too far away mm-hmm. and he gets eaten yeah by a creature yep that uh let, let's just do these creatures now you want to do these creatures now sure uh, these creatures, I was disappointed with. Really? Okay. Really. I feel like uh, they're not particularly original. I feel like they look like a mix between the Cloverfield monster and the uh, Ass Blasters from Tremors 2. They are uh, two, like, two leg, kind of four leg, like, so like skinny gorillas right yep which is exactly what it looks like the cloverfield monster like with the pointy arms that are almost like mantis like or whatever never seen the movie uh oh you saw 10 cloverfield lane yes which is amazing and doesn't need to be a cloverfield movie take out everything cloverfield about it and that movie is way better uh so yeah he what oh yeah the monsters i lost my train of thought now it's back they're like blind so like they just have like a round humanoid head that's totally featureless until like the shit peels back because they're listening or something mm-hmm. um i thought yeah they were cool i feel like I w- you've not seen either of these movies to know like i feel like that should be our next week's thing it's cloverfield and tremors too so you can see what i'm talking about it seriously looks the like russ is right <laughs> It, it, it looks like a hybrid between the Tremors 2 Ass Blaster and the Cloverfield Monster. But they are semi-humanoid things that have evolved to lo- to like mostly deal with sound. Like, that's that's your going on. Like, it just seems like that's the kind of creature you would make if those are your features. I, I'm not disagreeing with that. And the creature looked fine. I'm just saying from, I, I, what, what did I just talk about about how much I loved the, a new creature? We just sure. watched 
the what, uh, the the ritual. The ritual, right? That's like that's a new unique creature. I mm-hmm. don't feel like this was that unique. It was fine. It looked fine. It functioned fine. It it was fine. But I'm not gonna lose my nut over it. That's I think that's totally valid. Yes. I don't, but I don't think that they were generic by any means. I the fact that like yeah, they maybe were a bit utilitarian. Because that's the that's the thing. The only thing that mattered about them was that they, you know, they needed to be scary and have, like, be blind and huge ears. Mm-hmm. Like, they they tick all those boxes. Yeah. Uh. So, kid's dead. Yeah. He gets aided. They and have to continue their life. Flash forward, like. A year, a little more of a year. Um, my note here does say, "Yeah, kill a kid." That's my kind of movie. Exc- so at least in the beginning, you were into it. Exclamation mark! Uh, I do like it, the fact that this is is uh, a wide release movie, and they were like, "Yeah, we're gonna kill a kid in the first ten minutes." Yeah. Uh, so here's my first note. I thought they only had two kids. Here's my second note. Well, guess they do now. <laughs> I did. I thought that too. I didn't realize the two boys. I thought the two boys. I'm sure they showed them separate, but I thought that they were the same kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> so yeah. So then we kind of get a slice of what their life is like. Mm-hmm. Uh, back to, so they're on a farm. Uh, there's corn. They have lights up everywhere. Uh, we get to see John Krasinski down in his basement where he has monitors set up. Obviously, there are cameras all around. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's constantly working on a uh, new hearing aid for his daughter. Uh, and you see there's, like, newspapers. But there's a there's a whiteboard that's like, what do we know about them? How can, like, what can we find as their weakness? There, there are definitely three around. Okay, so this is my biggest thing that I fucking hate about this movie. Okay, this is the I, I I'll say this is the only thing that I hate about this movie is the newspapers annoy me. We'll start with that. Why? Because every so first of all, this is a trope. Second of all, it's not believable. So if you were living in this world, okay, you don't need to be reminded constantly about what is going on in this world. Like that is not a thing that somebody does. If if all of a sudden there's a nuclear blast where there is zombies take over. You're not going to be plastering the walls with the fact that there's zombies taking over. That's just what happened, right? Well, on 9-11, did people in New York start putting up 9-11 newspapers hanging all over? They used the newspapers as soundproofing. But also it was a puzzle that he was trying to solve. So wouldn't you want every last bit of information if there's a puzzle that you're trying to solve? Because you never know what bit of information could trigger the solution. So so that's trope one. The biggest thing that actually made me mad was this fucking whiteboard. Okay? <laughs> okay. Because this whiteboard is literally, literally there billboarding to the audience what they need to know. Mm-hmm. Okay? What we know. Armor. Listen for sound. And another note, right? Yeah. Then it has, what is the weakness, question mark, question mark, square around it, right? If you, when you, when they are working for curing cancer in a lab, Mm -hmm. do they have, what is the cure for cancer, 
plastered on the wall. Probably. There's no fucking way. As a software developer who has whiteboards in every office, who uh, at my last job spent thousands of dollars to paint whiteboards onto literally every wall in the developer room, you have whiteboards all over, and they constantly have, like, what is our goal, like, and a bunch of scribblings and shit. Yes, 100% in that lab trying to cure cancer, somewhere on a whiteboard it'll say, what's the cure for cancer? And there might even be a box around <laughs> the word cure. The, oh, like, I think it that it's completely, completely, I think you completely underestimate. Yes, this is definitely for the audience. Because they're not just going to, because I think it's better than just having a conversation about uh, what I think what's unrealistic is John Krasinski signing to Emily Blunt. Yeah, but what's their weakness? We need to find out what their weakness is. It's been over a year. Like, they know that they need to find out what the weakness is. So having it on the whiteboard, I think, as, as a software developer, that struck to me as completely genuine. I don't buy it. I don't buy that if that is the one reason that you have for living, that you need to write it to yourself to say it. I don't I, buy it. I can tell you as a software developer, like, you, your, your one major thing, you're going to have that written on a whiteboard and, like, everything you can find out about that and every little thing there's going to be scribbles in the corner of like a tiny little algorithm there's going to be like big ideas there's going to be small ideas there's going to be everything like i live on a whiteboard that is my favorite way to work out a problem (laughs) (laughs) oh it just annoyed the piss every and they showed it like a hundred times like that's If you have have a problem at the very end with us already knowing that she's solving it in her brain and then her focusing on the word weakness and the close-up of the word weakness, that I thought was kind of lame. It's it's But the idea of having that little thing that's like, hey, here's some information that honestly... I couldn't even read it all like the first time. I almost paused the movie, but I was like, it's not that I try to have the theater experience as much as possible on this podcast. Um, so, yeah, like I just seen in the background and having it there, I felt was genuine and a smart way of conveying that information to the audience. I feel like it was the opposite of smart, which is lazy. <laughs> Those are antonyms, just oh. so you know. What's weird? Smart and lazy. I'm a I'm a walking antonym. I'm a walking <laughs> oxymoron. All right, moving on from my big thing. But every, I'm telling you, dude, every time I saw that whiteboard, it mm-hmm. was just like it's just broad like it's just broadcasting to the audience these things. Oh. And I thought, yeah, that's a that's a really smart way of broadcasting those things to the audience. Uh, Moving on. So that's where he's working. He's working on uh, 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 hearing aids for his daughter, mm-hmm. uh, who's deaf, which I thought was cool that obviously she was deaf prior to this. That's why the whole family knew sign language. Mm-hmm. So that's why it gave them a step up in being able to communicate and live. Yep. Because uh, there's obviously not a lot of survivors right now. No. Uh, 
I think it's, the, the whiteboard said how many in area, three are in the area or whatever. Yeah. Like literally that that could have been solved by them hearing something and then signing to each other like just giving the number three or something. That could have been communicated that way. Okay. I don't know. Sorry. I'll, chop, I'll stop I, trying well, to come I, back to that. I, yeah. Like exposition is hard, right? It's the hardest thing in a movie probably to do to do well. Uh, I would I would point to a movie like Die Hard that does it really well. What's this Die Hard? I would also point to a little movie called The Devil Wears Prada as a, a movie that does really good at... I have seen Devil Wears Prada. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. They do really good of setting up who the characters are, what their goals are, what the conflicts are going to be, all in like that first 10 minutes. They set I, don't, up the, I, don't I think they set up Wars the world Prada. really well. Yeah, I don't remember it. Yeah. I do so those that... are those are two movies that stand out in my brain as whenever I think about... Because I'm an asshole. I want to make movies. So when I think about how would I do an exposition, you know, without doing an exposition dump, like those are two of the movies that I think back on that I think they give you every little piece that you need for the rest of the movie, like in the beginning... And they don't tell you this is what you're going to need for the rest of the movie. They just drop it in the world and it feels organic. Uh, so Emily Blunt is pregnant and they show mm-hmm. them building uh, a baby box. Yep. It's a little soundproof box and they've got oxygen rigged up mm-hmm. uh, so that eventually they can stick baby in there and not smother it. Mm-hmm. And the kids are paper mache <clears throat> the walls to mm-hmm. soundproof it. Yep. With newspaper. With newspaper. Mm-hmm. Their collection of newspaper came yeah. in handy. Yeah, I did that that newspaper <laughs> on the walls didn't bother me. I was fine with that newspaper on the walls. Mm-hmm. The nondescript newspaper, the one that didn't have big, huge headlines. Yes, exactly. Those ones I was fine with. Um, <clears throat> what is the floor cooking contraption? It's like uh, a fryer th- that's in or a I oven that steams. I think it's just a steamer. A steamer that they built into the floor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because fire, boiling water, and stuff that makes sound. Yeah. So you want to dampen the sound. No, I like that. Like, I liked, I, I almost wish I would have seen more things that didn't exactly make sense that you really would have had to figure out what they were doing. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like they laid a lot out for you yeah. why they were doing it. But if they did a, it would have been cool to see more nuanced things like that that didn't necessarily make sense that so you'd have to try to figure out. But I like the floor cooking thing because it confused me a little. Yeah. But yeah, I think it was like a steamer or an oven down there. I think it, I think there. it was a, a, like a steamer. I think they have to eat all their food steamed, which would suck. But, you know, it's just like living in England where everything's boiled. Same difference. So Emily Blunt, she's totally used to it. Is she English? Yes. I don't know who Emily Blunt is. She's in The Devil Wears Prada. Oh, is she? Yeah, she's the one opposite Anne Hathaway. I thought that was Glenn Close. It's Meryl Streep Same is thing. The, the titular devil. Same thing. That wears Prada. Oh, okay. But like Anne Hathaway and Emily Blunt are like the two assistants. She's like the rival assistant who turns out to not be that like actually a rival. Uh, so they show a little bit of the family life. Right? Like everybody's just kind of hanging out. Uh, Kids are playing Monopoly Mm -hmm. with quiet little soft 
uh, yeah, pieces. All the ho- Marianne was like, <laughs> oh, how, what are they doing about the houses? Those are really loud. <laughs> and then they just show, like, they're just like little uh, soft sewn things. Yeah. Uh, so I liked this. This is them hanging out in their, their house doing this shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the kids knocks over a lantern. Mm-hmm. And then John Krasinski gets up and kicks him in the face. With his eyes. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, he's... Yeah. I like that, yeah, he, like, puts out the fire. And then just, like, okay. Like, now we have to deal with the sound. It's not like, oh, shit, you knocked over Lantern. It made a big sound. I'm going to worry about the aliens. It's, no, I need to worry about this exactly mo- at the moment. Yes. The fire is more... Step one. <laughs> yes. Doesn't do us any good to not die yeah. from the aliens. Yeah. Uh, so they put it out. He glares at him, and then they rush into the basement to hide, right? Mm-hmm. When I was watching this, this was amplified. Not exactly scary, I would say, but the tension is really good in this scene. Uh, but I also had the dogs upstairs running around at the exact same time that they're in the basement in the movie, uh, listening to the, like, the creakling of the floorboards and the, the tat-tat as the dogs are running across with their nails on, on the... It was, yeah. it was cool. It added to the tension. It's a little 3D, 40, <laughs> 560. It's like D-Box. <laughs> D-Box? Yeah. What's D-Box? D-Box is like the, uh, you sit in a, in a chair that like moves and vibrates and shit like to what's going on in the movie. It's just like a heightened experience, that's all. Oh, okay. Uh, like uh, it's a really stupid heightened experience that I want to experience myself. Like the tingler. What the tingler? Question like, mark. Uh, it was in like the the fifties or whatever. Um, this like schlocky guy would uh, make not great movies. One mm-hmm. of them, the famous one, was the tingler, and they installed like little uh, buzzers, like the little shock devices, mm-hmm. into the seats of all these theaters. So when something would happen, it would shock your ass. So the audience would jump out of the seat. It's like the famous one. Hmm. Yeah. That sounds unsafe. <laughs> like not a thing that would be allowed to happen today. Probably not. There would but, be a lot of lawsuits. Yeah, probably not. But uh, <laughs> but but people also knew what they were in for. Uh, so at this point, yeah, I'm like my, thinking. My scrotum got shocked and now I can't have kids. <laughs> at this point, I'm like. Why don't these people just like live by a river or something? Like I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, I feel like that would help. I would at least try this theory, like mm-hmm. maybe do something like that. Then what do they do? Uh, they go to a river, but like <laughs> the this is like one of my favorite moments in the film. But like the big setup, the thing we can't ignore is that he takes the son and not and explicitly not the daughter. Yes. And so she gets very upset by that. And yes. There's definitely father-daughter issues in yeah. this movie. Especially since the son doesn't want to go and the daughter does. Mm-hmm. But yeah. he's like, no, you know, stay here. You need to help your mom. Yes. Blah, there's blah, blah. definitely father-daughter issues throughout this yeah. film. Uh, and they do my idea. They listen to me. Mm-hmm. And they went to the waterfall. Yeah. And they can't hear him because the waterfall is loud. Yeah. And they're able to talk and sit, and the kid can kind of talk to his dad, which doesn't usually happen. Yeah, and that's that's when you're introduced to the fact that big noise covers small noise, mm-hmm. which you know comes in handy a lot for the rest of the film. It sure does. Uh, while they're here, we get the mom who is 
uh, getting ready for the baby, doing laundry and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we get the very simple uh, device of putting a nail up on the steps. Mm-hmm. And that creates a lot of tension going up and down. Yeah. And yeah. 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 She gets, mar- she, get, she gets marved. She does get marved. She gets marved right in the foot. I mean, that's how you get marved. Yeah. You could get marved elsewhere. Can you? Is it really getting marved? Mm, no, I think I think getting marved is the foot. Yeah. And then if you would fall on it, you could get marved in the hand. But just being marved is in the foot. Yeah. So I'll concede that. Okay. You can get mar To be marved is to be have a nail put in your foot via stepping on it. But you could change that definition by adding more adjectives. Okay. By adding adding like uh, an object. Yeah, you could, or you could like dorsally marve yourself if you put a nail through the top of like your back mm. or the top of your head. Because at that point, you'd just be like, "You, I got pinhead, pinheaded." Yeah, you got pinheaded. Uh, I went to we went to school with a Amish kid who came back from like sixth grade uh, summer break. Went into mm-hmm. seventh grade or eighth grade, and he had like he was going up a ladder behind somebody, like working on a roof, and they had a nail gun in their hand. The way a nail gun works is you have to simultaneously hold the button down and depress the thing, right? So every time in a movie when you see somebody shoot a nail gun like it's a gun, it won't work unless they modify it. Yeah. But what this guy kid did is he's going up the ladder, and somebody above him stopped, and they're holding a nail gun, and they have their gun on the trigger. So he went up, hit the nail gun mm. on the top of his head, which simultaneously depressed the thing and made the guy. So it worked. It shot straight down to the top of his head. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. That's that sounded like it would suck. Yeah, it would suck. I feel like that's like it sounds really bad, but in the scheme of things, there's probably a way more worse injuries to have. Sure. Like, like I feel like that a broken probably went bone to his brain prob- and like maybe like he forgot a little bit of math or something, but it probably didn't do that much damage. Well, no, especially if you're an Amish kid and only going to school till eighth grade. Yeah. What's he have to lose? Exactly. Just needs to know how to. No, it's not. I watched. See, that's what you grow up in the country. That's like, oh, I can be casually racist against Amish people. No, it's still being racist, you asshole. Uh, I saw. I mean, it's, they're not really a race, but you know what I mean. I know exactly what you mean. Uh, and and I don't. This might feed into exactly what you're saying, but like the Amish people around here that we deal with day to day are not like the stereotypical Amish people that people don't deal with Amish, like on TV or you watch a movie. Yeah. They're depicted as like these perfect uh uh puritan people sure Mm, no 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 (laughs) like they're they're people uh so they have their faults and they're also not purely amish around here either there's a lot of same thing with all religion is like trying to bullshit your way through things and justify like "Eh, it's not cheating because she was a bitch yeah uh anyway so when i do uh come across an amish person who i think is from a, a more uh, conservative sect or whatever, like Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm always like more impressed. Like I respect them more when they like oh, are you're actually way better at the self-flagellation of yes, your religion. Exactly. So yesterday I was at the gas station, and uh, this Amish dude 
came in and he was talking to the guy that worked there. Mm-hmm. And I realized he, I put together, he was trying to fill up the gas for the guy that was driving him. Mm-hmm. And he was trying to put the diesel in. So he was mm-hmm. like telling him that it didn't fit in the hole or whatever. <laughs> and I was like, I respect that because you were a 30 year old man that doesn't know how this works because you legitimately buy into your religion. I respect that. Today I learned that the diesel nozzle is different. You didn't know that? No. It's just green. No, you did know that. Here's how you knew that. 2005, we went to Denver. Okay. And we drove an hour away. Mm Mm-hmm. And your car, we stopped for gas, and then your car exploded. Yes. We drove back to said original gas station where we had stopped 15 or 20 minutes before. Mm-hmm. And we're calling for help trying to figure out what we're going to do. Yeah. And one of the ideas that we had was that you put diesel instead of gas in there. And you picked it up and you tried to see if it would fit. And we realized it physically wouldn't fit because the thing is bigger. We, I remember everything except this diesel part of the story. Yes. Yep. We we tried it because we were like, what if what if I'm an idiot and put that in there? Mm-hmm. And you tried it and it wouldn't physically fit. So we could strike that as an option. Hmm. That's the day that I I didn't know it until that day. Apparently that is 14, year, that didn't... 14 years ago. <laughs> yeah. It sucks to figure out to like, yeah. Yeah. 2005. That was 14 years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, that that year in which you were legally allowed to drink alcohol for the first time? Mm Mm-hmm. 15, almost (laughs) 15 years ago. Yeah. That's when I learned it. And when you learned it. And you forgot it. That's that's the day that a thing happened that could have led me to learn that. Yes. (laughs) But it didn't take. No, I feel like you were probably more freaking out about other things. Yeah, because my car had just exploded. Yeah. And we were like one hour into a 20-hour drive. Yeah. (laughs) So. (laughs) That put us back like six or seven hours. I don't know about six or seven. Well, we waited at that gas station for like two hours. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, that sucked in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And then we got to to drive back home with the uh, slightly racist truck driver (laughs) or tow truck driver who only talked about uh, the biggest tips he'd ever gotten. Wink, wink. (laughs) The whole time, I remember Mm -hmm. that. (laughs) We're just two fat guys squeezed in the front bench seat. I think we might have been three fat guys squeezed into the bench seat. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And he he drove uh, through, like, all the woods, like, a way that I'd never seen before. And I was genuinely concerned we were about to get murdered or... (laughs) Like we're about to get Hansel and Gretel. Yeah. Uh, so we got the nail, and then the shit starts to go down at the house, right? Yeah. What, what's happening? Uh, that she... So she's going into labor, and so she's going down to the basement, and that's when she gets the nail, and that makes her drop her... Uh, like she had like a photo or something, like a family photo or something to meditate on when she has to quietly give birth. Uh, and that she just drops that and uh, shatters. And that brings on one of the Monstars. Sure does. It ends up making its way all the way down into the basement with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she distracts it with an egg timer. 
gets back up, goes into the bathroom, and she's like, "I, I'm this is where I gotta give birth, I guess." Yeah, having a baby, Mia. Uh, uh, my husband is a douchebag. <laughs> And took my son out, and they're having fun. Yeah. My other daughter's being a, a, a tween yeah. and is being emotional. She's being all emo by the heads, like the little site of where um, the, the kid died. Yep. Uh, I don't think I understand the red light white. I understand the red light white light. When did she trip that or whatever? So you see her right before she puts it down. She takes out that little multi-tool that her dad got her. And she snips the green wire, which is the wire that does the sound. And then she puts the batteries in, and now it just has lights and no sound. No, we're not talking about the same thing. Oh. I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about the little space shuttle. No, I'm talking about, so through around their their farmhouse, yeah. there's white lights everywhere, which yeah. is like green lights, like all as well. Uh, but John yeah. Krasinski and the kids show up, and they're red, which is their cue to them. She's in the basement, and she... Uh, flips a switch and you see all the lights go from white to red. Okay, I missed that then. Yeah. Okay, that was the that was what because I saw they were red, but I yeah. didn't know when that happened. Yeah. Okay. I saw it. She like flipped the switch and I was like, oh, it's cool. They have like a whole warning system. And so that's when uh, what we just learned about big sounds, little sounds. Mm-hmm. Hey, you you need to go. You need to go rocket. Yeah. Go set off the fireworks. Yep. So the little kid, uh, the young boy, goes and sets off a bajillion fireworks. And that allows John Krasinski to take out a shotgun. Yep. And he scopes out the place mm-hmm. and uh, looks around, finds the the bathtub that she was in, mm-hmm. and she's not there. But you know what it is? A whole lot of blood. I feel like this wasn't very much blood. I mean enough like hey you got stabbed and then oh yeah there's snatch some shit went down but i was just trying to do the math for how much uh a baby would be but i I but he thinks because remember she moved yeah yeah we we don't know yeah we don't know when so we don't see the bottom of the shower whatever but he thinks that his wife is dead Mm -hmm. and so he has to go through that and process that uh while trying to be silent yes Mm -hmm. and then she makes her presence known. Uh, and so meanwhile, deaf girl is is running back because she saw the fireworks. Um, kid who lit the rocket is like, he's just a big scary cat. So now he wants to run away. And he runs into one of those things in the cornfield. Mm-hmm. And instead of running along the quiet path, decides to run through the corn yeah this was is there anything louder in the world than running through corn no <laughs> no but i mean it, it is a little kid making this yes, decision i understand so that. i'm fine with that but at the same time i'm like you've been taught for years at this point not to be a dumbass yeah. you're being a huge dumbass right now but when you're scared that's your yeah, prime no, time I, to be a dumbass i'm getting it but it doesn't yeah. mean that i'm not yelling at the tv saying <laughs> You're being a dumbass, dumbass. You're not black. Uh, so he runs she, into a big tire and knocks himself out. He does. I didn't like that. Yeah. People it, get knocked out so easy in every movie. Yeah. Have you ever once seen anybody get hit and get knocked out? Not in person. 
I've seen a lot of videos. <laughs> also watched a lot of MMA. Uh, again, <laughs> when they're doing exactly what it takes to get knocked out. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, he Krasinski ends up taking her to the basement, right? Yeah. He carries her down. Um, and no, he doesn't take her to the basement. He takes her to the the baby room. Which okay. is like, a, like in a barn across the away from the house. Oh, which is still underground. Yes, yes. It's under the. It's like under yes. the barn. Yeah. But yeah, it's like the the baby room, not special. Not it's not like the monitor basement, which is a different thing. Correct. Yes. So this is the one that they've got the mattress. They were putting. They've got the uh, the baby box. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she so she goes down. She lights uh, a lighter to to have some light. And then immediately fires up the oxygen. Okay. I didn't. Step one is the lighter. Mm-hmm. Step two is turning on the oxygen tank right by the lighter. Okay. I loved it. That's a bad idea. <laughs> I loved it so much. Because uh, then the baby gets exploded. <laughs> nope. Uh, yeah. So she passes out. Mm-hmm. She wakes up and... John Krasinski's there, and now they can talk because they're in like the sound dampening, so mm-hmm. they talk quietly, which I always appreciated. Like there are moments, like by the river, um, there's a moment where they're silently dancing, but like they have iPod like in their ears, and so like the music swells and stuff. I always appreciate about this movie is like, uh, you, it is so quiet and so. To me, like this is one of the tensest movies I've watched in a long, long time. Uh, it is so quiet and everything, and then you don't, you just get used to it. You don't realize until like, oh, they start, they like start actually talking, or you know, there's the there's something in the world that makes noise. Also, uh, I don't know if I've mentioned this before. Marianne is a bit of a screamer. Uh, this, yeah, she this, is. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So this is like, this triggered every single thing in her. And she was like, she would like scream and then laugh about screaming. <laughs> yeah. Like every 30 seconds. Because it's so quiet. And then like sting of something happening. Uh, it, I, it, I loved it. it. It heightened my experience because it was hilarious. Uh, there was so, what you just reminded me of there. Uh, read an Red saw, heard an interview with Michael Bay, and he was talking about how when they they got the rights to do the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake, mm-hmm. uh, and they made a teaser trailer before they did it, and it wasn't even a trailer, and I remember seeing this in the theater, and it was awesome, so it was pitch black, there's mm-hmm. no visual, it's all just audio, and you hear a girl running and panting, you hear her shutting a door, you hear her moving furniture or something like that, right, mm-hmm. and then panting, so you're you're filling this images in your head, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you just hear the chainsaw rev and start, right? And then he and then Texas Chainsaw Massacre coming 2002 or whatever, right? Yeah. So they did that basically to gauge audience reaction to see if this was still a viable thing. And he was talking about how it was a huge hit, like everybody loved the trailer. It's an yeah. awesome concept. Yeah. But he said everybody would scream once they heard the chainsaw and then they would immediately laugh, right? Like it's that release of, t- and he was mm-hmm. just talking about that. And uh, that's exactly what you, I, I think about that every time somebody says that, because it's true. Yeah. Like they realize that it's silly, 
and it's that release. Because the scream and laughter are both releases of tension. Yes. Like, you talk about, like, uh, all your uh, jokes that you made, like, around, like, your your mom's passing and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, a, that's very tense. It's very emotionally tense. Yeah. And, like, yeah, the laughter cuts that. And it's it's the same exact feeling. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's just a different kind of tenseness. Yeah. Uh, so, Krasinski decides he better go look for his kids, mm-hmm. uh, even though he just made a new one. Yeah. So you uh, know they're they're back to three. Not only are they replaceable, at least one of them at this point is replaced. Yes. Because <laughs> that's how that works. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he goes to look for them. They are. Uh, at the top of the grain silo. Mm-hmm. They had lit, lit a fire to try to signal that that's where they were. Yeah. Uh, and then dumbass little boy falls into grain silo. Yeah, because girl is going to leave because daddy doesn't look, care about her or love yes. her. So she's going to leave and he's like, don't leave. Run, run, run. Trap doors. <laughs> um, so while this is happening, he's going to look for them. Uh, the basement is flooding with Emily Blunt. Mm-hmm. And the creature's attracted to the sound. Uh, and you get a scene in which she's trying to get a hold of the baby. The baby's being quiet. Uh, or um, the baby's not being quiet. She's mm-hmm. trying to keep it quiet while trying to stay quiet herself. Um, and this is where a big question, and hopefully this isn't nitpicking. It, it might be. How, when, how do the creatures not hear any sounds of the human body like they're obviously constructed their their body is just to hear sounds right like if i sit in a quiet room with someone i can hear their stomach gurgling i can hear them breathing they hear Mm -hmm. have a little wheeze from a booger in their nose yeah how is this it's got to just be suspension of disbelief. That's, yeah, yeah, that is one hundred percent your suspension of but, disbelief. But like, I, that's how you have the tension and stuff. Yes, right? I know, but I can't help but like, it just keeps creeping into my mind as I'm watching this. Like, how does he not hear her? See, like that's the kind of stuff like I think about after. Yeah, because I was so f- fucking into this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, if to me that says like you weren't into this movie if you were thinking about that, because that's the kind of shit that I think about like when I'm not into a movie mm-hmm. because my brain is like needs to do something else. It might be true. Yeah. Uh, but I, I just, I don't know. I feel like if they would have pulled back a little bit from their hearing superpowers, mm-hmm. if they wouldn't have been as super powered and have just been, that's their sole way that they hear. But it really did seem like superpowers, right? Like when the, when the toy went off and they heard it from who knows how far away. I I think the point was they, to me, like they weren't that far away. Like that was just a, a sign of them being ever present. Okay. Cause like, I, I get, we don't know how far they came, but yeah, it does he sure looks seem like, like he's got... only like 50 or 60 feet away. Maybe. Yeah. But it sure does seem like they have superpowers. Cause at one point, like they see monitors where something happens and they're all three of the creatures that are in the area show up. Right. Yeah. So that feels a little well, super thing was a shotgun blast, but yeah. Yeah. It just feels a little super powery to me. Yeah. Um, so I need to see the decibel rating on scales of exactly what they can hear, mm-hmm. what it takes to cover it. No. Uh, and then I might scientifically believe it. Okay. So. 
like I said, I know it's... I'll, I'll, get, I'll, I'll get you some charts. So <laughs> I know it's a little nitpicking, but I couldn't help but think that. Like, I really feel like if if you and I were to sit in a room, I would be able to tell you if you were here or not. Yeah. This is why we can't write a script like this. Because <laughs> we're like, no, 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 but that's bullshit. Oh, you're right. We should just throw this whole thing away. Yeah. Let's never do this. <laughs> Uh, all right, so they're downstairs, and they're and it, it is a good scene where you're trying to do the, the, the tremors thing, right? Like, so this movie, this 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 felt to me like when, uh, when, uh, Valentine is standing there, uh, Kevin Bacon is standing there, and he's got the creature, and he's on one foot, and it's whipping his whipping its little uh, tendril around him. Mm-hmm. It's what it felt like when it's like right there, but it doesn't know where he is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and so like the baby thing. Did you ever watch Mash? No, never. Okay, spoilers for the last episode of Mash <laughs> that may have come out before I was born. I don't know. I don't know when that show was. Uh, I know that my mom busted my dad's balls all the time because he sat in the waiting room and watched Mash while I was being born. <laughs> I mean, it's a really good show. <laughs> I but what else was he supposed to? It was going to be something. It was going to be that or love connection yeah. or something. It just happened to be Mash. So mm-hmm. so anytime Mash was on for the next <laughs> for the next thirty years, the rest of her life, every time Mash would be on, she'd be like, "I was having a baby while you were watching Mash." <laughs> That's great. Sorry, go uh, ahead. Spoiler for Mash. So the last episode of Mash, uh, Hawkeye has like gone crazy and he's like having like a. Uh, counseling session right and uh, something something happened and so he keeps telling the story of uh they were in a bus and uh they were stranded and then the enemy was they they heard the enemy around right and so everybody on this bus just had to be like super quiet and this woman had a chicken and like everyone was staring at her and so then she like killed the chicken right and so like that's that's just like an event that happens and like as they dig more and more into it the big reveal is it wasn't a chicken it was a baby and the baby started crying and so she smothered the baby to keep everyone else safe and so like that's all i thought about the whole <laughs> the whole time with this baby is like are they going to kill this baby to keep him safe? This doesn't seem like the movie where they would do that, but they have done that in something that else that I've watched. So I always think about that. Did they tell the story of this or did they show it? Because the story that you just told me, I have the exact same memory of seeing this, but I thought it was a Nazi movie hiding Jew, Jews in the, the attic. Maybe. They and didn't... it's black and white. And it's the exact same thing where the baby started to cry and the mother had to smother it. I mean, yeah, they're, they're probably also happened in that thing. Yes, they show it. He's telling it. He's telling it to the thing to the counselor, and they're showing it at the same time. I have to, I'm but it's to like it's always a chicken. It's always a chicken. It's always a chicken, and then like the big reveal is it, it wasn't a chicken. It was a, her baby. I might have to watch that then to see if it's the same thing because all i could think about was my nazi thing yeah and that's the only scene that i remember from this at all because it is powerful yeah but it might be mash it might not be 
It might be Schindler's List. I don't know. I haven't seen Schindler's List. You haven't seen Schindler's List? I have not. It might be Schindler's List because it is in my head. It's it might it's be a Schindler's black and list. white Nazi movie. Yeah, it might be Schindler's List actually. I feel like I want to know that answer, but I don't want to. I think I've seen that like twice in my life. Like maybe don't Google Nazis killing babies. No. <laughs> Or else uh, you're gonna send me some more photos? No, I would. I wouldn't do that. You sent me a photo of people with their kids, like half eaten. Yeah, but it's so. Not don't as tell bad. me you it's wouldn't do as, that. No, I well, but I'd never Google it. <laughs> but if and I happened upon it, it, I might no, send it, it to it you. Came the, you're painting me in a in a like rotten dot com light right now. That's mm-hmm. not what I think needs mm-hmm. to be happening. Hmm. Yeah. I don't feel like I should be held to the standard of my previous actions. <laughs> uh, so the kids are stuck in the grain silo. Yeah. Uh, luckily, the door falls in, so they're able to surfboard it. Yeah. Uh, and one of them busts through the wall. The creatures bust through the wall of the of the silo. I keep calling it a grain silo, but I think it's corn. It's a corn, corn silo. Corn is a grain. Is corn considered a grain? Mm-hmm. I am 99% sure that it is a grain. Remember the time that you mocked me for referencing Chinese foot binding and said it was Japanese and mm-hmm. you called me racist? Yeah. And then I was right. Yeah. I'm not saying that's happening here. I have no opinion on the matter. Anyway, uh, so it busts through and uh, how do they make their way out? Well, it, yeah, it, come, it drops in from where they came in. And then uh, it gets real close, and her. Uh, th- they first saw this back in the corn, but it's again shown that her hearing aid that her dad made for her, like starts, like feedback or something, and it's like I don't like this, and it busts through the side of the thing and runs away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're saved. Yeah, Krasinski gets them. Yeah, they all hook up together, uh, and then you end up with your your uh, your final Krasinski battle. Yeah, uh, this is a thing where like you you kind of know the whole movie. Like, oh, like this this is a movie. He's he's the dad. He's totally gonna sacrifice himself for these kids. But the moment happened, and I'm like fucking bawling like a baby. <laughs> I don't. I don't like. Okay. I. My, I had an absentee father growing up, but I don't think that's why shit like this gets to me because it's mothers the same way. But like parents, like sacrificing for their kids, kids like showing that they love their parents, like they it just fucking gets to me. It's like the fucking double mint commercial I always reference. It just fucking gets to me. I don't know why. Uh, so he does it big. Uh, this lost a little bit of the impact for me mm-hmm. because they already did this once we skipped over it but they stumbled across a guy in the woods who had just lost his wife yeah and the guy screamed to commit suicide mm-hmm. and i krasinski does the same thing to distract them from his kids yeah which is noble but i feel like we lose a little bit of that impact by him yelling having already seen another character that we knew nothing about do the same thing but he did it out of grief and was like you know, make a big sound and stand still is like how you would kill yourself in this world. Sure. But it's also how you get 
the thing away from your kids. Yes. I don't think I don't conflate them at all, other than the fact that it shows explicitly that if you scream, they will come get you. Yeah. I don't think it takes the weight away by any means. By okay. any means. I disagree. Okay. Uh, so, I'm also allowed to speak words. <laughs> so, so uh, the kids end up rolling on home mm-hmm. in uh, in the truck. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Emily Blunt meets them outside. They end up inside, and uh, the creatures follow them, and they get to test their her her newfound emo girl's theory uh, with her hearing aid. Yeah, so she had turned it off, it, like in the truck. Uh, it was feedbacking because it also feeds back in her ear, and she was like, "Ah, oh, fuck this," and she turns it off. Uh, and so I don't even remember why she turns it back on, but she turns it back on and like realizes that it makes the thing freak out yep and then she holds it up to a microphone uh and saves the day and then mm-hmm. emily blunt blows its fucking head off uh yeah i don't think john krasinski is going to be in the sequel <laughs> uh i just i really liked the last shot where it's just like uh emily blunt looks at the kid and the kid like She's gives her the look like you fucking ready to do this, and the kid's like, "I'm fucking ready to do this," all silently, and then she just cocks the gun. Credits. Yeah, I thought that was a really like badass ending. I thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Good. I felt a little in awe that this is the one that everybody freaked out about. Like it was yeah. fine, it was fine, but whether or not this is the one that deserved to. Just explode. I don't know about that. I think this is definitely top five movies I saw last year. Or, like, from last year. Good. Glad we could do it together, Justin. Yay! Uh, would you like an interstitial here? Sure. Then provide one. <laughs> uh, okay. Cool. Bird Box. Bird Box. Give us a synopsis. Uh, Bird Box is a quiet place, but like for eyes instead of ears. Okay. By mouths, I guess. Um, except it drives people to do things as opposed to them getting directly murdered. Yeah. Right. Um, so my first note here is like, even before I watched it is I made the note, like it's so talked up. It's the biggest, most successful Netflix movie ever. Mm -hmm. I read the book and the book is based on. A creature that you can't see or it makes you kill yourself or kill other people. Yeah. And this is going to be a movie, a visual medium about that. Mm-hmm. So I was nervous in a lot of ways. Like everybody freaked out about it. So that amps it up. I really like the book that amped it up. But I'm also like, I don't know how exactly you're going to do this when you can't. The whole point is you can't see it. Yeah. And I knew you didn't see the creatures. That was spoiled from other, from just social media. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah, so it was is before that important? It... I don't. Marianne had the same thing. Like, we don't even know like what this is. Like, what they look like or anything. Like, that's that's not the point. No, no, no. I agree. It's not the point. All I'm saying is, is that that would be a question. Having read the book, because in the book, there's no description of them ever made. Sure. Because you, how could you do that? Because mm-hmm. nobody could describe what it is that saw it, right? Yeah. And I'm 100% fine with that. I'm 100% fine with it in the movie, but it's just the idea of going into the movie 
are they going to follow through with this or are they going to give us something? Would have been nice to at least have that question in my mind, right? They do give us something. You talk about the drawings? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's... we could. I don't think that's what it, they look like necessarily because none of those matched. I th- they all kind of generally had the thing except the one that was like... Uh, like what people's eyes look like when they've seen it. Okay. But. What else? Overall thoughts. Uh, not like not good. Maybe, maybe if it was a half hour shorter, I would have enjoyed it, it more. It is long. It's, it's two over hours. two hours. Yeah. It's two hours and four minutes. It's a long movie. And maybe I would have liked it more had I not just watched A Quiet Place, which I thought was fantastic. Yeah, that's true. You were going and in. A Quiet Place, I think, like its strength is it's tense. It's an hour and a half, like, tense movie. And my first note is, like, this movie, like, has almost zero tension. So, you know, it's it's one of those movies that, you know, you get a bunch of people together and then slowly pick them off. And then, you know, you're left with... You know, like Dawn of the Dead. Like, by the end, like, you're all, like... You're referencing those the remake, obviously. What? You're referencing the remake. Yes. Okay. Uh, um, you're like, fuck yeah, this, like, these these people at the end, like, you, you want to see them rescued, you want to see all that. Like, by the end of this, like, I didn't give a shit about anybody in this movie. Because all the people I gave a shit about were dead. Yeah. All the all the interesting people in the entire movie are already dead. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Yeah, um, and they're dead pretty quick. Yeah, and you know they're dead because one of the opening scenes is her with the two kids, mm-hmm. Sandra Bullock, Mallory, uh, down the river with the two kids. Yeah, so that's kind of the thing that they do is like a movie starts with them getting on a boat and going down the river, uh, and so they kind of cut back between flashbacks and that and them going down the river and stuff Uh, so that's what happens during the movie yes uh so they're going down the river they're blindfolded uh and then you go backwards in time and sandra bullock is there with uh her sister at the hospital she's pregnant yeah well i mean starts in her apartment and you find out like (coughs) oh she's a painter and you find out all about her like uh she doesn't know what's going on. She doesn't know that all these people are committing suicide and stuff, like mm-hmm. in um, Russia and stuff. So, uh, like, apparently that's the huge news. So, you know, we know that she doesn't. She's she's not informed. She she like it lives in her own little world. Mm-hmm. We find out that she like uh, is you know is pregnant and alone in that, and that you know. Maybe she's not the easiest person to get along with. And that, yeah, her sister kind of takes care of her, basically. Where, where do, is her sister, where do we know her sister from? Is Sarah she in, Paulson? She was in Hill House? No, she's in American Horror Story, American Crime Story. Oh, that's where I know she's her from. She's in, like, all the movies now. Yeah, that's where I knew her from. Yeah. Uh, yes, so they go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And at the hospital, they see the very first thing you see that's messed up is you see a woman smashing her face into glass, yeah. trying to kill herself. Yeah, they're like, "Shit is going down. Let's get out of here." Mm-hmm. So driving in the car, and her sister sees something, says it's beautiful, 
Yeah. Then immediately tries to crash the car and kill themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's effective. Yeah. Um, even more effective is that uh, Sandra Bullock, Mallory, uh, sees a house. There's a woman calling to her to come in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you've got John Malkovich there. Uh, he's like, fuck her. Let yeah. her go. I no. love John Malkovich in this movie so much. He's yeah. great. Uh, and the woman that helps her ends up just, she sees something again, her eyes turn dark and she goes and she gets into a burning car. Yeah. That is visceral. That I really. Yeah. She's like, she says, hi mom or something. Yes. That's exactly what she said. She says, hi mom. Just gets into a car. Like you would get into a car, except that car is extremely on fire. Yeah. And she just sits down and just Mm -hmm. takes it. And John Malkovich has to watch her do it. Mm -hmm. That's unnerving. Yeah, it is. And John Malkovich is in the house with B.D. Wong. And B.D. Wong's like, hey, it's my house. I'm going to let people in. And John Malkovich is like, don't let people in. What is he from? I recognize American him. Horror Story. <laughs> um, it, I don't know. B.D. Wong, he plays the gay Asian guy in like everything. Yeah. I feel like I've. He's a Gaysian. I feel like I've seen him before. Yeah. He's in stuff. He's in enough stuff that I know his name. So, I found that out. Again, I, I like him. I wanted to see more of him. Yeah. Um, it sucks that he's the first one capped off. Yes. Um, so they so they quickly realize you get this group of people, and they realize that uh, uh, the you problem is if you see something, then it makes you kill yourself. Yeah. Um, so they're very quickly aware that that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. There's a knock on the door. Uh, Olivia, a pregnant woman, is let in. Uh, much Olympia. To, Olympia. Much to... Uh, the debate of the group, mm-hmm. uh, led by John Malkovich, who does not want her in the house. Yeah. Um, and you get your group of your group of people. Yeah. Trying to figure out what to do, how to live. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlie uh, is the uh, the the oddball, nerdy one of the group. Uh, yeah, he's my favorite. He's <laughs> so why <laughs> he's writing a novel. Yeah. Right about the end of the world, and he's got all these theories and things. So he knows all about all the, um, the different myths throughout the world about demons and and all the things like that. And so everyone's like really interested, and like he's super knowledgeable. And they're like, "Well, how do you know all that stuff?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'm I'm writing a novel." And everyone's just like, "Oh, you're a writer? Fuck off!" <laughs> Immediately. Uh when it's the it's the friend from get out i don't know his yes. name yeah. also i just said get out instead of get out which is weird because they're uh, the same words but to me we're completely wrong uh here's the thing mm-hmm. so in this world they should said that the president had declared a state of emergency yeah because there are monsters across the globe that are making people kill themselves just mm-hmm. by looking at them bigger state of emergency that or building a wall (laughs) (laughs) those are the same levels of response from this fictional government and our real government uh yeah (laughs) it's fucking crazy right that it's a state of emergency right now uh it's not a, a a national emergency and a state of emergency are two completely different things oh yeah, that joke wasn't as funny as I thought. You're absolutely right. <laughs> Fuck him anyway. Yeah. 
sure. If that's if that's what you want to say, that, then I'll agree all, with that's it. That's all I wanted to do. All okay. right, go ahead. <laughs> so they decide uh, uh, B.D. Wong's idea is that he is that because it's just uh, pixelated. Yeah, there are cameras everywhere, mm-hmm. and so he's gonna like look at the monitor. Like to watch the cameras and see if he can see them because they need they need supplies, they need to make a run. So his idea is I can look through that and it's just there, it's just pixels. So it probably won't affect me, but it might. Yeah. So tie me to this chair. I'm so confident that it won't. But go ahead and tie me down, just so we all feel safe. Just in the one in a million chance that it doesn't. But it's just pixels. There's no way anything can happen. He's definitely like, I'm taking one for the, I I'm confident, but I'm I'm taking one for the team here. Yeah, that's exactly what he's doing. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it doesn't work out so great for him. No, because it still happens. Yeah. Uh, he freaks out and dies. Yeah, he tips his chair over and million dollar babies himself on the side of the the fireplace or whatever. You verb million dollar baby a lot on this show. It's fun to do, <laughs> especially since a I've never seen that movie. And B, you either one of two things happens: either you understand the reference, or you don't, and you've just been spoiled for Million Dollar Baby. <laughs> so it's fun. Uh, I don't know Clint Eastwood as an actor. I don't think I've ever seen a Clint Eastwood movie. Uh, <sighs> okay, but everything that I've ever seen him actually in, well, I won't say as an actor. That's not true because he's in other things that he directs himself, but. Like, everything that he touches as a director really seems to be great. Like, it's not my thing that I, like, sit down and I get excited that Gran Torino's coming out or something. But, mm-hmm. like, I watched Gran Torino. It was just great. He uh, is in a new movie where he's the star of it and he directed it. And uh, he is a 90-year-old man who decides to be become a drug mule. And uh, he is involved in not one, but two threesomes over the course of that movie. So, you know, very, you know, highly realistic. That's my Clint Clint Eastwood contribution. I feel like that could be real. Like, I feel like if you've got, remember Office Space? When he's like, what would you do with a million dollars? And he's like, two chicks at the same time. And I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure if I was a millionaire, I could make that happen. That might be true, bro. I don't know that he's a millionaire. He's just he's a drug mule, not a like a drug pin kingpin. Kingpin. Pin king? I was gonna say pin king. That's not right. <laughs> Again, right words. Still off. Yeah. Uh so they're in the house, they decide that you can't look at it via uh a screen. Mm-hmm. Uh but they're hungry. Yeah. So they need to go out. Mm-hmm. They're gonna still do it in a car. They Put newspaper and, and all paint over the over. windows yeah. and paint, uh, and they use the GPS and the uh, self-driving, uh, safe driving yeah. uh, systems in the car to make it to the uh, to the grocery store mm-hmm. where Charlie worked. Yeah, <clears throat> and while they're there, they get their first taste uh, that people don't necessarily just automatically kill themselves; they change sometimes too. Yeah, because there's a dude that used to work there. The things aren't adding up the way he's acting, and you find out that uh, sometimes whatever these creatures are might turn you into a little evil version of yourself. Yeah, it's it, but it seems like they very much say it's crazy people. Like, it's 
because the main enemies seem to be like escapees from a mental institution who have all been kissed by the creatures and now are their army they're enamored with them well yeah Yeah. they like fall in love yeah uh but charlie bites the bullet like our second guy that i really really liked Mm -hmm. bites the bullet uh and he ends up getting stuck outside and and dies he sacrifices himself for the group yeah they have to make their way home Mm -hmm. uh which by the way like he was my favorite like my three favorites in this movie are uh john malkovich Charlie and B.D. Wong, mm-hmm. and the first two are like the first, like the, those last two are like the first two to go. Mm-hmm. So that that also didn't play well in my liking of this movie. Yeah. Uh, it's like, oh, these are the characters I want to see more of, and they're dead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they end up getting back uh, to their home, uh, but very quickly, uh, a couple other people take off with the car. Yeah. And they ditch them. Uh, so now you're down to less folks in the house. Uh, we get fewer folks. Fewer folks, because there are a countable number of folks in mm-hmm. the house. Mm-hmm. So it would be fewer folks in the house. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you use the number one, it's always less. I have two fewer things, but I have one less thing. That's a weird rule of English. They get the birds mm-hmm. uh, at the grocery store. Yeah, and they decide that that's uh, that's their warning system. Yeah, that something is going on. It's like the birds are the canaries in the coal mine to let you know when shit's going down. Uh, my next note is something that bothered me for a ver- from this moment that I noticed it through the rest of the movie. Okay. So Sandra Bullock uh, was just out. She watched people die. She's at home. She's finally eating peanut butter and crackers. She's actually able to feel full for a while, and she's kind of uh, going, fuck you, fuck you, with John Malkovich back and forth, right? Mm-hmm. And I look at her and I realize she has 18 pounds of makeup on at this point. Like, and I couldn't not see that the rest of the time. I am well aware that every movie, every actor, especially the actresses, have plenty of makeup on, right? Well, they have to have makeup on for the lights. Yes, but that was not what was happening here. This was makeup made to look pretty. Like, she had blush on. And fucking eyeliner the whole time like she was getting ready for a runway gala. (laughs) And I couldn't not see it. And I'm well aware that this is nitpicking and it's not like it's not like every movie where the star's hair looks good even after an explosion or whatever. This was like so blatant in your face. This wasn't like she still manages to look pretty while looking grimy. Mm -hmm. No, it looked like she had just put rouge all over her face. Did you notice that at all? I didn't. More importantly, it doesn't seem... I don't think Marianne did, which tells me that maybe you're more into makeup than she is. <laughs> because she will scream out that character's wearing a wig whenever she detects that a character's wearing a wig. And in fact, she recently did more wig research that she wished she hadn't done because it has now ruined even more things because her brain has to scream that person's wearing a wig. Weird, I don't remember myself talking about wigs. Whatever. Whatever. No, it's fine. No big deal. Let's stop fighting about it. I thought I was talking about makeup, not wigs. Yeah, you were. (laughs) Then I talked about makeup, and then I continued talking about wigs. 
It's uh, see, it's almost like conversations can evolve and, mm, and go different weird, places. Weird. All, but also that like it was this a sim a very similar thing. It was. Uh but not the exact same thing. Another guy shows up and John Malkovich doesn't want him there. John Malkovich is the perfect asshole. He's yeah, he's a really good asshole. He's such a great asshole, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he manages to like be charming while saying just mean things. Yeah, being a douchebag. Uh, he really doesn't want him. They just, the rest of the group uh, trumps him, no pun intended, and decides that they're going to let him in. Yeah, I mean, at first Olympia just goes to let him in, and everyone's like, "That's a, that was a shitty thing to do." But I guess he's here now, so we're not going to shoot him in the face. Yep, they should have. Yeah, they definitely should have. Because uh, it turns out he's changed. Yep, and so Olympia and Sandra Bullock both go into labor, and so the whole house is distracted by that, and so Gary, Gary, I think was his name? Right? Don't know. So he's just like, you know what, I'm going to take this opportunity to get my freak on. Yeah, so let me put the birds in the freezer, mm-hmm. let me bash Tom in the head, Yeah. and let me put John Malkovich out in the garage so I'll open the door. Well... The, he was already out in the garage. Yes, I'm sorry. He locked him, him out, out in the garage. He locked yeah. him out in the garage. <clears throat> and so, yeah, then he opened up the garage door. Yes. Which shouldn't have been enough to do anything, right? No, but it like now he has to go from passively not looking outside to actively not looking outside. Yes. But uh, it also could, opportun- could have potentially opened it up to more people like Gary who would force his eyes open. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Because uh, that's exactly what Gary does. Yeah. Is he ends up grabbing a hold of the woman, the old lady that's in the house we haven't really talked about. Yeah. Pries her eyes open to look. Yeah. He starts ripping down newspaper and stuff. Yep. Uh, Olympia uh, doesn't shut her eyes when nope. everyone says shut their eyes. Yep. And uh, she's holding her baby and Sandra Bullock's like, give me your baby. Give me your baby. She basically rips the baby out of her and Olympia makes her running jump out the window the second story window yes doesn't work out too well for her no she splats yeah dead uh yeah and then the he forces open the old lady's eyes and uh she's she skizzers herself right in in the the artery there right in the neck yep uh so we just end up left with mallory the kids and tom uh and john malkovich and john malkovich who like saves the day mm-hmm. and uh well okay this is yeah this is where john malkovich dies right because he comes in with the shotgun is all like bah. yep yeah and then they tumble over yeah and then he stabs him yep right in the chest so that's with- how you get that's all you got left is uh a mom a dad and two babies yeah and then fast forward five years yeah it's like, well, we've told all the story we want to tell. Now let's get back to our regularly scheduled program. Um, so they decide to go just on a regular run, right? This is just a regular daily, weekly thing, monthly thing that they do. Yeah. And it just goes south. There ends up being a group of people that uh, are obviously playing on the other team. And uh, they take Tom down. Yeah. So you're just left with with Sandra Bullock now. But Tom is able to resist just long enough to kill the last guy. And himself. Well, he resists killing himself long enough to kill the last guy. Oh, yes. Yeah. Because he sees the thing and his eyes get filled up with the ink. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, 
I'm going to kill this guy because I still love my family, even though I want to shoot myself in the brain. Yep. And he did. Yeah. That should have had been edited by the guy that edited Rumpelstiltskin, where he shoots the guy in the back. Like where it's a big hero move where he shoots him in the back. I don't think I remember the specific reference that you are throwing that down. That was your whole th- reason that you didn't like Rumpelstiltskin was the opening scene where the cop oh, shoots that, the guy yeah, in the back. Oh, that, yeah, where it's like head. slow motion yes. for 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's like a hero's montage, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, that's what that's what he, Tom, deserved in that. Except this that time, guy. it's a black guy shooting a white guy. Mm-hmm. Was the guy that got shot black in the other movie? In Rumpelstiltskin? Yeah. Of course it was. It was a white guy shooting a black guy because the black guy was the carjacker because of course he was. Yeah. It was a movie from the 70s or 80s or whatever. 90s. That's too. <laughs> Everything's perfect now, though. Yeah. It's Good. way better. Yes. Uh, so Sandra Bullock had heard uh, Rick uh, coming over the uh, a walkie-talkie saying that they had a place that they could go, that it was safe. Mm-hmm. There's big debates, but she decides, I got no other options. I got to fucking try this. Yeah. And they go down the river. Um, that would be scary, right? Going down the river blind with two kids. Yeah, that would be scary. Mm-hmm. Boy falls out. Well, the whole yeah, boy falls out. That's yeah, and they lose stuff. They lose which stuff. Makes her have to go on a supply run later. Yep, the whole thing capsizes one point. Uh, yeah, so yeah, the, this is the big culmination. Like the rapids, somebody's gonna have to look, but she decides nobody looks. Which you're just like, okay, whatever. But maybe somebody should have looked because, yeah, it capsizes and uh, they have to reconnect. And, of course, they do. And then they find the place after some difficulties. Mm-hmm. And it's a school for the blind. Yep. And, hey, it's the doctor. And everyone lived happily ever after. Pretty much. Yeah. I did think the effects of them on the river look good. Yeah. Like, it's not an effects-heavy moviness at all. But uh, I you know what looked terrible is when they let the birds go, and they were, like, plastic CGI birds that were lit way different than everything else in the scene. That looked terrible. Yeah, I missed that. Yeah. I did think the, the river looked good, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. Overall thoughts? Uh maybe i shouldn't have maybe you know if i hadn't seen a quiet place i would have appreciated this more but uh, boring yeah so i i love this book i am happy that this worked and and every time like ever this is one i think you and i are on the outs as opposed to the general consensus mm-hmm. so i'm like what do we know <laughs> you know well, like sure. obviously they did everything right, but I can't help but feel like it was not satisfied with it. Yeah. Um, but again, what do we know? Because <laughs> popular doesn't mean good. No, but but that they did Hitler their job. Was popular. But they did their job. Yeah. So. Like Hitler. He did. Yeah. He did. So yeah, the the creator of this is like Hitler. I think that's <laughs> is well, that your that's point? really what we're trying to say, right? <laughs> you're you're on board with this. I don't... Okay. <laughs> um yeah probably about the two most disappointing ones because i can't i can't remove myself from that hype factor i can't okay i was totally hyped about a quiet place and i thought it exceeded my hype yeah 
Uh, obviously, you prefer a quiet place. Yes, I would say that I do as well. All right. Yes. Yes. Uh, next week. Next week. Let's do this thing. I think this. We've only done one of this type of movie so far. Oh. Okay. So, I think one. Nope. Definitely not one. At least two. Maybe three. <laughs> Disregard seven. Any any twenty eight. No. Any numbers associated with half this. of our movies have been this. <laughs> Uh, First movie. Do you just mean Asian? Nope. <laughs> Terrifying, exhilarating, exciting, and scary. A nonstop thrill ride. Uh, this is Train to Busan, a Yon Seng Ho film. Uh, yeah, so the, he it's a guy holding a, a little girl between two trains. And, like, there's action shit going down, like, World War Z-type action shit going down in the background. Uh, so, okay. Do you mean zombie movie? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, this looks this looks like a uh, zombie movie. Like World War Z. So, what's a, so what, are, what, what, what is different about this movie? Uh, it's Asian. Okay. Which, I mean... That sounds dismissive, but I think that that's that's a totally valid thing because, like, they have a totally different perspective on life than us. Um, Like, particularly, you know, the whole East versus West thing Mm -hmm. is, like, true. Like, Japanese horror is, like, a genre of itself. Sure. Because it plays on the fears of that culture. Uh, You know what's better than Japanese cinema? Korean cinema. Mm-hmm. Like uh old Like boy. Train to Busan. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, it, I think it's gonna be an interesting take on the zombie thing. Because I don't I don't know if they have zombies in their culture or if this is like a Western thing coming over there and then mm-hmm. this is their take on it. I don't know. Cool. I bet it'll be interesting. Second movie. The second movie, uh, the girl with all the gifts, gifts, with a T. She doesn't just have a collection of moving <laughs> images. Uh, so, the dominant thing on here is, um, I'm gonna say, a girl. She looks maybe like twelve to fourteen ish. I don't know, but she's got like a full, a full faced Hannibal Lecter mask, kind of. I would say. Uh, and that's the, like the top of the image. The bottom of the image looks like a a war scene. Um, is that a girl or a boy? I don't know. The mask makes it difficult. Uh, but yeah, the bottom's like a war scene with a bunch of soldiers in like a uh, um, semi-urban area. It looks a little overgrown, so it's probably like post-apocalyptic. But there are helicopters, and there are very few helicopters in the in the post-apocalypse. Uh, so yeah, this says it's the best zombie movie since 28 Days Later. So I'm going to guess that this is also a zombie Ooh, movie. Look at you going <laughs> out on limbs. See? When you have all the things in front of you, you can solve a puzzle. Mm-hmm. Good. So what's this going to be about And Do Not Say Zombies? Um, an outbreak of some sort? <laughs> <laughs> Possibly right. involving the undead? 
Uh, I don't know. This looks like it's going to be like a, a they're going to try to be a different, have a different take. Uh, I'm wondering if this is going to be like the, uh, she was bitten by a zombie, but didn't turn into a zombie. So we got to get her to the place where they can make the cure type movie. It's a good idea. Yeah. I like that. Good. Justin, what else you got for us? Signing permit doesn't work. <laughs> I didn't know what you were doing. I just saw you flopping your hands around. 